This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The legal information presented on In Legal Terms is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information conveyed does not create any type of attorney-client relationship. Please consult an attorney provider before making any decisions about your specific legal questions. Welcome back. This is In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio, the show all about you and your rights. I'm producer and host Liz Gill. Professor Richard Gershon is taking the day off, but I'm joined today by attorney Francis Springer. And this morning, we're going to talk about the alcohol laws in Mississippi. Uh, When, where, uh, who can drink alcohol? What happens if you do it incorrectly? (laughs) And whatever you would like to talk about, uh, we'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Um, I I really like that our show is uh, a vehicle for education for people because, uh, you know, what is it? The ignorance of the law, you know, doesn't excuse you. So you can still get get stuck with that. That's very true. Good morning, Liz. (laughs) It's good to be with you. Well, Francis, I'm so glad you're here. So give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's uh, 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email to uh, legalterms at mpbonline.org. And right before we were we were uh, the started the show, Francis and I were talking about uh, kids, kids in the summer, kids in college, kids in high school, and kids get, getting into things. <laughs> so, Tom. It is. And, you know, one of the things uh, kids can get into, uh, you know, is alcohol. And I, I think unless someone has... Uh, uh, you know, just moved to Mississippi from somewhere at least a day's drive away, they realized that the alcohol laws in Mississippi uh, are not standard and universal. <laughs> no, they're, they're far, I guess, from standard and universal if there is such a thing. All the the, the dry counties, the wet counties, the... Uh, the moist counties. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I... Uh, Grew up in Arkansas, okay. and my county was a dry county, but there were a couple of clubs, uh, private clubs. But now it's just gotten to where, you know, we went to, I was back uh, visiting my mother-in-law, and we just went to a Mexican restaurant, and it was Margarita Monday. Oh, okay. And it took me about five minutes to figure out why Margarita Monday in Pope County, Arkansas, why my head wasn't right on that. It's a dry county. Right. But... And, and it used to be like you had to have alcohol in one room. I think in in uh, Faulkner County, you have you can have alcohol in a restaurant in one room, but you can't have it in another room. It's amazing. Isn't and it? some places you had to like actually sign your name as a member of a club, and it cost five dollars. But then they gave you a five dollar <laughs> voucher, and. Yeah. 
Is Mississippi, Mississippi's like that? Kind of weird all over the place? It, it's, I don't know if it's exactly like that. That's pretty uh, that's pretty out there. But, uh, <laughs> and no, no offense. I mean, every state has the laws to make. But Mississippi's are, are pretty complicated. They yeah. really are. Um, I don't think you'll have it room by room, but you can definitely have it city by city or right. part of city by part of city. Yeah. I grew up in uh, Lauderdale County over in Meridian. Uh-huh. And uh, we, had, we were surrounded by several dry counties and some of the most prosperous little stores and, and convenience stores and, and businesses we have are right on the county line for some reason. So, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, exit uh, 101 on Interstate 40. That's, I guess the farther from the from our county went. seat, the better. But, yeah. Uh, that's changed a little bit. Well, and, you know, even in Mississippi, <clears throat> the things that you'd think are the hard and fast laws are not hard and fast oh, laws. No, no, there's very few that are, are, are black and white. It's a good gray area and many different shades of gray. Right. So, you know, if you talk about, well, what's the legal drinking age? Well, it's 21. Until it's not. <laughs> right, right. It depends. <laughs> so when are some ways that someone under 21 can legally drink? Uh, standard, uh, if we do say standard across the uh, United States, is 21. Every state has 21 uh, years of age, Mississippi included. Uh, times that come in where someone under 21 could drink is uh, first comes to my mind's military. Right. Uh, but that has to be on the military installation. Uh-huh. A person 18 can sign up and fight for the country. But they can only partake of alcoholic beverages on the military base. Uh-huh. And, of course, that is within the United States. Other countries have different laws as yes. well. So uh, some other times are in the privacy of your home with your parents' permission. And that's generally limited to 18. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, the government at least in my opinion, has no business in your home most of the time. So I don't know that many people are going to come in and, and search and look, as long as you're not having a party. Right. <laughs> That's a totally, totally different aspect. If uh, you know the minor's with their parent and it's strictly a one-to-one type thing, uh, that's that's not really going to be looked at. But the statute says 18 or above, and not for whiskey, for, for light wines and beer. Uh, some others could be religious observances. And all uh, those, obviously, you're not drinking all... Uh, Enough to to really get inebriated, so those right. things are observed at, at probably most any age. Right. Okay. So if you have a question about uh, uh, and you want to discuss about the uh, the alcohol laws in Mississippi, uh, I know we have a lot of Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama, and Louisiana, <laughs> but that would just be way too much. So we're going to confine ourselves uh, this hour to the Mississippi legal laws. Our number is one. 877-672-7464. That works out to be 1-877-MPB-RING. And I've also got our email account pulled up. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. Now, drinking is also different from uh, purchasing, so, <laughs> so uh, to purchase, is it, uh, uh, is it, it's 21. It is, it's 21 to purchase. Again, that's, that's uh, not applying to uh, military, things like that. But to purchase alcohol, you do have to be 21 or older. Okay. So here's, uh, here's my question we ran into. Um, my daughter's friend's sister went into a liquor store uh, to buy something, and they said, we're not going to serve you because you're pregnant. Now, I know 
the Surgeon General and whoever recommends that pregnant people don't drink. Um, I don't know if she said, well, I'm going to have a beer myself or, you know, if it's for the my baby shower that everyone else is going to drink. But they refused to serve her. What can you speak anything about that? Right. And, and I don't know the medical aspects of it, but I've heard from many, many different people, physician friends of mine, that it is very dangerous for a, a woman that's pregnant to consume alcohol. So I think the business may have been on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, liquor stores, you, you can't consume on premises of liquor stores, uh, period. But into a restaurant, uh, the restaurants in Mississippi, Matter of fact, any business pretty much reserves the right to refuse service to anyone. Right. Uh, I know there have been some some nationwide cases that have made the Supreme Court of people being uh, uh, objected to getting service for certain uh, religious observances or whatever. But Mississippi is not a state that has one of those laws that says you can't restrict service. So if that was in Mississippi and the business decided, hey, we don't think we should be serving alcohol uh, to this lady because she's pregnant, that's strictly within their right. Okay. She can get up and go elsewhere if she would like. Right. All right. Okay. So uh, what about having kids physically in places that serve or sell alcohol. How does that work in Mississippi? Now, kids can be in in bars and liquor stores with a parent's permission Mm -hmm. and parent's presence, basically. Uh, They can't consume, and they're not supposed to be around people consuming, uh, but those things don't always get caught or checked or whatever. Uh, But that's not illegal. But on their own, uh, anyone under 21 is not supposed to go into a liquor store. It's questionable as far as bars because some bars are mixed with restaurants. Uh, it's probably good to say they shouldn't be at the bar or around the bar without a parent present. Right. Okay. This is all very interesting. And uh, select is it selectively enforced? I mean, there's not a police officer all over the place, everywhere. Well, the Department of Revenue uh, enforces these laws. Okay. And and they do from time to time send in uh, people to check the establishments that aren't wearing a badge or uniform Ooh, or whatever. So secret, there are inspections. Secret police. Secret sort of. police. Well, and, no, that's kind of a bad connotation. <laughs> Let's not say that. Well, not in the traditional sense that we may think of secret police as in some other countries. We like may a know secret them. shopper kind of thing. Right, right. They're just strictly enforcing and making sure things are, are good. Matter of fact, when I was a, uh, a teenager in Meridian, I was with the uh, explorers with the police department, and I did some buys back then. And, oh, uh, okay. So, so they do time to time send people into stores, uh, kids, right? And that's not illegal. Uh, unfortunately, it was at the time uh, for me to possess the alcohol. Right. But the statute of limitations has passed, and I'm, I'm clear. <laughs> uh, but the law was changed where people under 21 can purchase at the bequest of police officers, the government, and that's not illegal possession. Now they okay. can't consume it; they've got to turn it over to right. the police as evidence, but uh, that does happen from time to time. All right. Well, there's uh, tricky laws in Mississippi. Uh, We're going to take our first break now. Um, We're talking about, you know, maybe kids who are going off to college. Uh, If you're you're high schoolers or or your people, you know, tailgating is coming up. Uh, People like to go to the lake. Uh, (laughs) There's lots of rules that uh, you need to know about. So uh, if you've got any questions, please give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email to legalterms at mpbonline.org. Thanks for listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. 
This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is in legal terms. We're so glad that you've tuned in to listen to us. But we know that sometimes if you're listening to us on your way to the grocery store or the way to the bank in the car, you may not get to hear all of our program. So we've we've got an app for that. You can go to our MPB Media app. That's where we'll have uh, the recordings of all of our shows, all of our local shows, usually by that afternoon. You can also listen to them online at mpbonline.org. Each of our local shows has its own little web page where you can listen to past episodes. Uh, and still one more way, goodness gracious, is our podcasts. Uh, lots of podcasting platforms. I, oh gosh, uh, you know, that some people use iTunes, uh, uh, whatever, wherever you can go to get podcasts, um, you can get our MPB ones. And so please be sure to listen for the In Legal Terms one. Uh, today we're talking about alcohol laws. I'm host Liz Gill, and our guest expert is attorney Francis Springer. Uh, Professor Gershon is out today. And so if you have a question, and we're talking about alcohol laws, so if you have a question, give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. And we were talking about, you know, the age of purchasing alcohol. Uh, So if you are under the age of 21 and you are caught with beer or alcoholic beverages, do you get what, you know, what happens then? Well, if you're caught... Under 21, uh, you're subject to arrest. Uh, definitely if you're you're over 18, 18-year-olds uh, and above are handled as adults in Mississippi. Uh, if you're under 18, you can still be charged uh, with possession. And the law is rather interesting as far as the finding of guilt of a, uh, a minor. It basically, it allows for a punishment, but it gives the judge the option to suspend the driver's license of that person for 90 days. And... Uh, I personally don't understand how that's beneficial. Oh, I guess perhaps with someone under 21, but people have jobs. You know, people have obligations, and we are a very mobile society. And someone that can't drive in today's world is uh, can be really, really all messed up so yeah there's uh there's i know they've got a great bus system on the coast but <laughs> most of us uh, aren't able to take advantage of that and you know need cars to yeah, get around public transportation is not uh, great but the uh, the punishments like i say they're 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 as odd sometimes as, as the laws themselves and uh, there's got to be something behind them that, that makes good sense for that i guess the good thing is there wouldn't be a a penalty or a fine that that person would have to pay, but uh, the suspension for 90 days is, is one that's not easy, and uh, sometimes some parents, because many people 18 and all are still at home, some parents could be pretty upset with that, I imagine. Right. So, uh, uh, Francis and I were talking, um, we have uh, college-age uh children and you know just because they're not at home if they're under 21 
they're they're still uh, this is still applicable to them. And so, if you have a uh, a child or a grandchild that it may be starting college next month, August August is next month. Uh, remind them, <laughs> acquaint them with uh, the laws of Mississippi. Exactly. Uh, all right, we have a question on the line. We're so glad that we've got a listener in Greenwood. Uh, Melanie, go ahead with your question. Go ahead. Good morning. I have a question about wine. I have two daughters that live in the Northwest, and they can get cherry wine, huckleberry wine, things you can't find here in Mississippi. Is it legal for them to mail it to me? Uh, Unfortunately, it is not. Uh, Mississippi doesn't allow alcoholic beverages to be mailed from anywhere. Uh, I believe there was a case that came up. I can't recall the case in the uh, United States Supreme Court that dealt with this issue. And if I recall correctly, the issue was some states allowed the, the shipping of wine, alcohol to to consumers, and others did not. So there was an issue there of, of interstate um, commerce. It turns out, I think the Supreme Court said, if I recall correctly, that if the state allows shipping within its borders, it has to accept it from outside its borders. But Mississippi doesn't allow shipping from within or without, so that can't be done. Food, if I went to visit them and brought it home with me, am I breaking the law, bringing it back across the line? Uh, technically, when you enter Mississippi with it, you are. Uh, Mississippi is, is a state that has laws against bringing alcohol in from outside. And uh, that changed this year. There are counties that are, are totally dry. Like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, there are some that are wet where alcohol is illegal from county line to county line. Some that are dry where there's no alcohol allowed at all and there's some that are dry but they have places where alcohol is allowed i guess you would call those moist uh before july 1st transporting alcohol through a dry county was illegal you may not be doing anything but passing through that county on the way to uh, see your relatives in another part of the state if you got stopped with that alcohol you would be in possession in a dry county Uh, but that changed to the degree if you're on a federal or state highway and you've originated in Mississippi, <laughs> and you're traveling to another destination in Mississippi, uh, it's legal to pass through a dry county. But don't well, get on a county order. road or city street yeah. or anything like that. I just need to enjoy it while I'm up there with them and not bring it back home then. Uh, enjoy it while you're there and maybe find it somewhere in Mississippi and enjoy it in Mississippi. Okay, thank you for your answer. Sure, thank you. M- Melanie, we're glad that you called in. And that also was uh, Tom from Biloxi's email. Is it legal to join online wine clubs and have wine delivered to the home in Mississippi? I think the Turner Classic Movies Wine Club is an example. And then uh, uh, just here's Liz from NPR has a wine club, uh, wines that pair with NPR programs. But in if you live in Mississippi, you can't you can't have it shipped to you. So now, do they do they know? I mean, the I guess the onus is on you, but has. Turner Classic Movies and NPR <laughs> been made aware that uh, they should not put a shipping label with MS in the state abbreviation? Um, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> I, I would hope they, they do because they have attorneys that, that look at the whole country and what they're doing, but I, I don't know if they would know that or not. But yes, I think the, the person receiving would be subject to prosecution in that regard, so be very careful with that. All right, our next call, we've got Steve in North Mississippi. Go ahead. 
Uh, good morning. I have uh, two questions, and they're kind of definitional questions. In Mississippi, what is the, the legal definition of being under the influence, and what is the definition of, of, of impairment? And of course, that relates. both those relate to DUIs. Those are interesting questions. Um, as far as I know, there's no specific definition of either one. Both are taken on a case-by-case basis. The only caveat to that would be the uh, statutory limits to the breath alcohol content, 0.08 for anyone uh, operating a regular vehicle over 21 years of age, 0.04 for anyone operating a commercial vehicle with a commercial driver's license, and 0.02 for anyone that's under 21. If there is no definition, how do you ever know if you're talking about apples and apples? It's up to the. I mean, it's up to the. Go ahead. I'm Aristotle sorry. Aristotle says you have to define your terms so that we all know we're talking about the same thing. So how do we know we're talking about the same thing when we're speaking of impairment if there's no if there's no standard by which we gauge the definition or gauge the impairment? That's that's an excellent question, and that's one that the courts have to answer. And, and like I say, at this time, it's a case by case. Issue that the state has the onus of proving beyond a reasonable doubt that that person is impaired, and there are many ways the. Well, we uh, don't know what that means, do we? Well, you know, it's up to the judge, and I don't think we can come out and say like uh, we know a book is covered on two sides by a cover with pages and words within. I don't so think it's quite that simple. Certainly, to a degree, it would be subjective. Oh, it's quite subjective. I think. Got it. Okay. Well, thank you for your help. Sure. All right, we've got next in Hazelhurst, we've got John calling in. Thanks for calling in to In Legal Terms, John. Go ahead. Hey, I've got a, uh, a question and a comment. My question is, what are the open container laws in Mississippi? And my comment is, Liz, you seem to be really enjoying this show. <laughs> um, so I will take this uh, offline. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm tickled. Uh, because it's just, I like things kind of black and white. I like things, this is the way it is, this is the way it isn't. And the alcohol laws are as rainbow as they could be by street almost in Mississippi. Right. It's a, uh, people are different, and that's where the law really comes in to apply. We, we want to think we're the same. We want to, you know, come in as the same, but, but everyone's different. Like the previous question, I'll get to the, to the caller right here just in a moment. The previous question, talking about influence or impairment, it, it just varies from person to person. Uh, a large person generally who's eaten a full meal could consume more alcohol than a smaller person that has not eaten anything, and, and they could operate about the same on different levels of, of consumption of alcohol. Uh, so the law is, is not black and white, I guess, because people are different from here to here. As far as open container laws, uh, Mississippi still doesn't recognize that, that I'm aware of. I haven't seen that through this last legislative session. And uh, to have an open container of a vehicle is something that's, that's not necessarily allowed. If it's not in the front seat, there may not be that big of an issue. But uh, 
and, and I may be mistaken on that. I would have to check. I've not had a case where anyone's been charged with that, so I'm not sure that that gets charged an awful lot. All right. So. Well, we would, <clears throat> we're about to take our next break. Don't hold off on these phone calls, folks. Uh, it's it's half, where the show is halfway over, and people like to leave their phone calls till the very end, and we just can't take them if they pile up down there. So if you're thinking about uh, a question, go ahead. Uh, give us a call. Uh, that way we can be sure to get your topic covered. We're talking about the alcohol laws of Mississippi. Our guest is attorney Francis Springer. Our number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. And while Professor Richard Gershon is taking some time with his family, we've brought in guest expert and friend of the show, uh, Francis Springer, to talk with us about the alcohol laws in Mississippi. So we'd love for you to get your questions in. We've got some calls uh, that we're going to start taking in just a few minutes, uh, but you can be one of them. Our number is one 877 MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And you know, we were talking about uh, open containers and uh, the entertainment areas. What, what, what are there? Some places, you know, maybe not driving in a car, but you know, walking around, you can yes, carry are. a beer. And, and let me back up on that, Liz. As far as I know, Mississippi doesn't prohibit open containers in vehicles. Okay. Uh, there's, there's some confusion there because you have in vehicles and then you have outside of vehicles. There's some cities, uh, municipalities that have laws against drinking in public. Uh, it's generally against the state law. But like you were saying, there are some uh, specific areas. I know east over here in Jackson's one that have applied and been permitted to allow um, containers, people to consume and possess alcohol on the premises as long as it's in a, a cup of no larger than 16 ounces and they remain on the premises in doing so. So as far as I know, the legislature has not changed the law on possession of open containers and vehicles, um, and they are still changing some of the laws as far as, as people on foot, I guess you would say, in restaurant areas. <laughs> and the hard part is the legislature doesn't name it by restaurant name, by city name, this, that, and the other. So the best thing to do is check where you're going and see if it's legal. I'm sure they'll let you know. All right. Well, we're glad that uh, we've we've uh, had folks call in. So uh, if you're trying to call in, you can't because we've got Rachel Dudley, Cindy, and uh, Dwayne. So let's go ahead and go to Crystal Springs. Uh, Dwayne, thanks for calling to In Legal Terms. What's your question? Um, yes, ma'am. I was wondering, uh, if you have CDLs and you get pulled over, does uh, DUI limit apply if you're in your own vehicle and not a commercial? That's a good question. 
That's a good question. The way the statute's written, uh, if you have a CDL, it doesn't necessarily apply to operating the, the commercial vehicle. Now, wait a second. What's a CDL? <clears throat> a CDL is a commercial driver's oh, license, okay. and that's to, to drive a, basically an 18-wheeler or, or larger vehicles. And that's an issue, I believe, that has come up in a couple of cases that I have seen that uh, some associates have had where the person has been found guilty of DUI and it's affecting their commercial license status, but they were doing nothing commercially when they got the, the oh, DUI okay. charge. And the way the statute's written now, it's going to apply as if they were operating. So that's an issue that the legislature is going to have to clarify or the Supreme Court if a case reaches there. Yes, sir. I was just curious, and I thank you. I think All it's right. a good constitutional question of equal protection. Uh, why would somebody with a commercial driver's license be treated different than someone with a regular license if they're in a regular vehicle? Okay. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, next, we've got uh, Dudley from Calhoun County. Uh, go ahead with your question or comment, Dudley. My question is about uh, beer. I know we we can buy alcohol in the county. We're a dry county, but the uh, there's a law about the uh, the your if a town is a small town, they can uh, can vote uh, beer and alcohol in. Well, it turns out as as the county seat, they could vote it in, but it's only only alcohol. You cannot buy beer in the county. What? constitutes getting beer and alcohol into the county? That's a good question. Uh, the, the statute and the uh, Department of Revenue basically determine what beer is and what alcohol is by alcoholic concentration in Mississippi. Beer is generally anything with 5% alcohol or less, uh, the way I understand it. Now, as far as being allowed to purchase alcohol, which is a higher content of, of alcohol in the, the by volume, and not allow beer purchases, that I can't answer. It's it's usually opposite. It's usually you can buy lower alcoholic content beer, light wines, and not liquor, not wine and liquor. So that that one I'm not sure of. I couldn't answer. All right. Well. We'll uh, we'll uh, do some uh, research on that, and and maybe we'll have a, another uh, top. We'll get what, to this topic again. What county and city is that? I live in Callan County, and the county seat. Uh, you can buy alcohol, but only because that a number. There was a law that a number. If a, so many people, a percentage of the population of the the town, then you could get alcohol. Right, and, and it was voted in, and people thought we were getting beer in the county, and we did not. It that the person who did the law did not want the beer in his county <laughs> for some reason. Beer seems to to imply that you are a little lower class or something. Oh, that's or interesting. That, <laughs> The the cities are their own government entities, and, and the legislature has allowed them to modify their laws to some degrees when it comes to this. Uh, and the way they do it is they have to do it by public announcement. You know, they have to do it as any other any other legislation they would pass. It has to be done in public with public input. Um, so it's, it's possible that went through, and, and people assumed it was one thing, and when it actually got passed and, and, and through, it was something else. 
I just find this all so fascinating that, you know, politics is local and you just can't get any more local than this. (laughs) Well, we live, we border in uh, Pontotoc County and Pontotoc County has beer, but they, you do not advertisement. Uh, and I think there's a, a ruling or a law or something about you can have beer, but you can't advertise that you have beer. Am I right on that? Right. There there are limits on advertising when it comes to alcoholic beverages. Uh, you hardly ever see an ad for, for, I guess, what you would consider hard liquor or wine. So now that's, that's far outside of, of what I practice, but I know that is uh, a different issue. Well, I sure do appreciate your topic this morning. Oh, all right. And, Thank you for and your call. As, uh, as was commented before, I appreciate it, too. <laughs> okay, next we're going to go on to Rachel in Jackson. Rachel, what's your question or comment for our show? Hey, y'all. Um, I've attended bar for about 20 years, uh, the last five years in Mississippi, so I've, I've got a pretty good handle on the alcohol laws. Um, two things. Y'all were just talking about beer and the 5% and what you can sell. Uh, it's over 5% now. I know that. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but I think it's either 8 or 10. Yeah, like you can't um, sell alcohol or beer with more than 8% in yeah, Mississippi. Okay, 8 Okay, yeah, craft beer, it's way above 5% now. Right. Um, but my question is, with um, pending bar, what responsibility does a bartender have to not overserve their customers? In 20 years of doing it, I've only known one bartender to lose their job for over service when somebody got a DUI afterwards after being at their restaurant. Mm-hmm. So what, what responsibility do I have to my guests to not over serve them in the eye of the law? That's my question. And I'll take the answer off the air. Sure, sure. That's a, that's a good question. And, and like with every legal answer, it depends. Mississippi doesn't have what's known as a dram shop law, per se, which is where the the person or the entity serving the alcohol, the bar, can be liable for what the uh, consumer does once they leave. Now, that's not to say that they're immune from, from doing that. If someone is continuing to sell alcohol to someone that they see is obviously impaired and perhaps know has got to drive home, there may be some liability there, civil liability. Now, the question of what can you be fired for, uh, basically in Mississippi, you can be fired for what's been quoted as good reason, bad reason, or no reason at all. So I guess if your employer felt like you served alcohol in an inappropriate way, you could be terminated just at their subjective, again, idea. And uh, short of a contract between you and the employer, there's not much remedy you have there. And that was a past in legal terms episode when we talked about employment law. Definitely. All right. So going back, uh, you know, one of the previous callers, I think her name was Melanie, talked about the cherry wine that uh, uh, was made near where her her daughter lived out of state. Uh, What about making homemade wine and homemade beer? Uh, Homemade wine is legal to make for personal consumption. Uh, It can't be sold. It's a little gray area on whether it can be served to people that come to your residence, you know, guests, this, that, and the other. Uh, That's pretty much allowed. Uh, But if I recall correctly, the limit is basically 100 gallons for one person, uh, 200 gallons for two people per year. So (laughs) I don't know that anyone would hit that amount. Maybe, maybe not. But uh, but that is strictly for for personal consumption and the privacy of your own property. All right. So if you you like that muscadine wine... Uh, don't drink more than 100 gallons in a year. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Not I, at one time, anyway. That's right. Uh, oh, I, I don't know. I, this this just is so <clears throat> fascinating to me because this all if anything this show teaches you is you have to be responsible for yourself and i, I guess uh, if you're not a salesperson if you're not selling uh if you're the consumer you it's just on you on on i guess if you maybe you can think if it's reasonable uh if if someone sells it to you in the state of mississippi it, if they sell it incorrectly, is that on you? Is that on them? It, it largely depends on who knew what. And because, because the first thing uh, just about anybody would say if they were accused of breaking the law, oh, I didn't know. And that's why the law won't allow that. Right. So it really depends on, on who knew what. And if you had a, an honest position where you couldn't have known or didn't know, the, the law is usually going to favor you there. And it, it, it is pretty much equitable in those mm-hmm. regards. But as far as criminal liability, that's not really going to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> another one of my favorite alcohol stories is I lived in Kentucky for a few years. And, you know, I'm just walking through the grocery store and I notice one of the cold uh, displays had garbage bags completely sealing up all of the uh, the items for sale in the cold area. And I don't, hadn't lived there long, and I went and said, what what is going on with this? They said, well, it's election day. We can't sell any liquor until such and such a time. Okay. <laughs> that was something <laughs> that, I, I don't know, that's, I hadn't... That's been a prohibition in the past. Yeah. I, I don't think Mississippi has that now. Yeah. Uh, I know alcohol or liquor stores can't be open on Sundays. Uh, there's no question there, and their times are, I think, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. They can't operate outside those. But other than that, uh, there's not much prohibition on, on election days, things like that in Mississippi. I do remember, <clears throat> uh, what was it, the one year that... New Year's Eve fell on a Saturday, and New Year's Day was on Sunday. I think there had to be some special provisions so that places could serve alcohol at 12.01 on Sunday on New Year's Eve. I remember hearing about that, but I I can't remember the details either. I I was at home asleep, I think, when New Year's (laughs) rolled around. All right. Well, this this is just so fascinating. We're talking about the alcohol laws. We're going to take our last break, so you've got just a few more minutes to uh, direct your alcohol-related calls to our guest expert, Attorney Francis Springer. Uh, I'm our host, Liz Gill. Professor Richard Gershon is out just for this week. He'll be back next week. Remember, our phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. This is In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to In Legal Terms. We try, as one of the producers here, we try very hard to make informative shows that give great information to our listeners. But if you can't be a listener all the time, we would love for you to go back, listen again uh, to our shows on podcasts or uh, stream them on the Internet. Uh, this show's website is mpbonline.org slash in legal terms. In uh, Money Talks, the previous show, our financial expert gave some really fantastic advice on um, fees for uh, money managers, but it was, you know, it was great concise information but it was a lot to unpack and so we encouraged folks to go back and listen to that again and we would love for you to go back and listen to our shows again i'm liz gill the host and producer for in legal terms our our professor richard gerson from the university of mississippi school of law is out for this broadcast but we've got attorney francis springer and we've been talking about alcohol laws in mississippi we uh, have listener dave from Ripley, who has called in. Uh, thanks for calling in. What's your question or comment? My comment is if people are brazen enough to buy their beer and drink and drive, have the courtesy to keep your cans in your car instead of trashing our streets with them. I, I think uh, most of us would agree with that. That's a good point. Thank you for, for making that observation. Well, we've uh, we've been talking a lot about the different uh, legal laws that are you know just unique for almost every single town, every single county in Mississippi. Uh, what is something? What's the takeaway? What what do folks need to know? Uh, Maybe about traveling. Yeah, I think if you're going to, you know, consume or, or possess alcohol, you definitely need to know what the laws are where you stand or where you travel. Um, I had an interesting uh, personal experience a while back. I was test driving a used car that I was considering for one of my children, and uh, we happened to be riding in Hines County. Didn't go into Rankin County, fortunately, but uh, and I don't think to the the dealer's knowledge. There was a unopened bottle of vodka in the back seat on the floorboard <laughs> of that vehicle, and, and I just got to thinking and uh, talked to them about, had I been stopped for some reason in Rankin County, I would have been violating the law. And it's a strict liability crime. I couldn't say, oh, I didn't know it was there. Uh-huh. So just uh, be real cautious of what you got and where you are. That's right. Uh Okay. Uh, if you're in the car, is it the driver's responsibility to – are they responsible for their passengers? Could any of the passengers uh, break any laws? Oh, yes, definitely. Passengers can break laws. Uh, the driver's generally responsible for the vehicle, but the driver doesn't assume all the criminal or necessarily civil liability. Uh, now, the driver, if he's got someone that's not or she's got someone that's not uh, doing what they say, they might want to consider getting them another ride because okay. uh, they they can get the driver into a mess. All right. Well, we've been talking about uh, uh, legal and the laws concerning alcohol uh, in Mississippi. Uh, let's. We're letting folks know what the laws are. Uh, t- 
tell us a little bit more about what happens if uh, you get caught, if you're fined? Uh, what, what are the what's detrimental about it? One of the interesting things in Mississippi uh, is a third offense of possession of alcohol in a dry county is a felony. So uh, you can get caught once as a misdemeanor, twice as a misdemeanor, but a third does require one to five years in the state prison. So it is a serious offense. Um, the best thing to do is if you're in a dry county, just just don't drink or don't have of alcohol. Uh, if it's that tough, I guess move to another county that would welcome you and your uh, your habits. Uh, and talking about the laws, one thing I noticed uh, in looking at some of these laws, Liz, and talking about how perhaps old they are and all. Are you familiar with the term druggist? Uh, is Have you that heard a, that recently? Not recently. I would think a druggist, uh, it, it's a wonderful life. The druggist was the pharmacist. The, uh, a lot of our, our code still has references to the druggist uh-huh. and, and uh, selling alcohol and preparing alcohol. So there are some pretty old laws in Mississippi on, on the books. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, those are as enforceable as if they were enacted this year. Oh, okay. So uh, that's an interesting one. One of those is, is purchasing for uh, religious observances. Mm-hmm. There is a specific uh, procedure in the law for purchasing alcohol for religious observances. I don't think anybody's been um, charged with not providing the druggist with their name specifically, but that's what the statute says. So uh, the legislature doesn't always update them as they as they perhaps should but uh, sometimes those laws don't get enforced for good for good measure but that was one of the interesting things I found in doing some research before the show all right well uh, let's hope it doesn't happen to any of our well-informed in legal term listeners but uh, what can someone expect if they are pulled over in a car um, and the the officer suspects uh, Impairment. Oh, uh, if the officer inspect, excuse me, suspects impairment, uh, he's probably going to order you out of the vehicle. Uh, you don't have a choice at that point. The uh, the law does allow him to do that, and passengers as well. So um, that's you know again like employment. That's getting on another topic. Uh, my advice is to exercise your Fifth Amendment rights to uh, not make a statement to your lawyers there. Uh, you do have to comply with the officer to the largest degree. The side of the road is no place to argue constitutional law and uh, save that for the court. Get you a good attorney and they will take care of you in court if there's a constitutional or a law violation. All right. Well, we are st- we have uh, we can take a couple more calls if you hurry up and give us a call. Our number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. I found that that was interesting. That uh, Dudley from Calhoun County talked about how. Uh, the the city was able to make alcohol laws themselves. Yes, they can. The, to a, to a degree, the legislatures allow the municipalities and counties that may be dry to have a vote and elect uh, to or not to sell alcohol within their their city. Um, again, it gets a little complicated as to where, when those type things, but it's largely left up to the municipality to make those decisions. All right. All right. So we've uh, we've talked about uh, uh, you can't order wine over 
the internet and have it delivered and can't shipped. Have it delivered, no. to, you can't have it shipped to your house. So no Turner Classic Movie Wine Club, no NPR Wine Club. Um, my family lives near Weedaker and Post Wineries in Arkansas, and <laughs> it is illegal for me to purchase alcohol out of state and bring it across into Mississippi. And it is, even if you've purchased alcohol in Mississippi and you're going to a birthday party at grandma's house three counties away, you need to be careful of what counties you're driving through. Right. Now, if you're going from Mississippi to Mississippi destination, you can travel on the state or federal highways of any county. Uh, but if you're in a dry county, you happen to get off of those two, you're subject to arrest. I just can't tell you how fascinating I find all of this because it it, it really can get you if uh, it can. The, uh, the the legislature's trying to to bring everybody and everybody's thoughts together and do the best they can uh, to make a, a formal decision, a binding decision. So sometimes you get laws that go off in these areas. So the legislature is trying to come together and, and make... <laughs> I think they're trying to do the best they can, and uh, that's almost an impossible task. Well, and I think... People in Mississippi, you know, have very staunch ideas they do. Uh, for whatever reason. They do. Um, maybe people on the coast historically have had a different view of alcohol from people in in uh, more northern counties in Mississippi. And I think very so. Very much so. so. Uh, I guess this is where it does show that, you know, your politics are local. And if your community wants the alcohol laws in your area to be this away, they're going to make it this away. And right. uh, everyone else who comes to visit just needs to <laughs> Just to have to learn. win in Rome, do as the Romans do. That's so. right. Well, Francis, we're so excited that you, you could be here with well, thank us. thank you very much. I enjoyed it. We'll have to have you, you come back again, uh, talk about uh, different segment, se- subjects uh, and definitely. what all of our callers have Most to say. Most definitely. All right. Well, we're so glad that you have uh, been listening to In Legal Terms with us this hour. Um, our call screener for today has been Michelle McAdoo, I think. Our board engineer in Jackson was Jay White. And uh, next week, our pals in Oxford will be with us for uh, our guest, Francis Springer. I am host Liz Gill. Up next is our Tuesday Southern Remedy Show, Relatively Speaking. We hope you'll join us again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. for In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.